0: Hello and welcome back to Star Realms Minicast, Paul Solomon here, and I must start today with a small correction. Uh, when I described those Unity, the Unity Commander deck, I wrongly said that a scout bot was a scout with a machine called Ally ability to scrap a card from hand or discard. That is not true. What it actually does is it lets you take a card of cost two or less from your discard and put it on top of your deck. That is the machine called Ally Ability for Scoutbot. my thanks to Cranky Day for letting me know or helping me figure out uh, that I got that one wrong. Still very cool that, uh, you know, the Unity deck starts with um, all those unbelievable abilities. It's going to be crazy. And it's still naturally set up to give you all of those Ally Abilities on Patrolbot, Patrol Mac, and all that stuff. Border for it. So... You would expect that it will be doing some scrapping, though it is not built right in. Um, very exciting. Let's see. Um, Cat Assassins continues. I'll perhaps give an update on that today. And we had a big uh, kind of a finale in the Colonial War Heroes. Uh, we'll get to all of how that wraps up as well. The long story short here is in the final volley It came down to me, the last remaining player on my team. I was wounded, had one hit point left. uh, Versus two players on the other team, Wagner, Nico, and Zoe Hope. Zoe Hope wounded. Wagner, Nico, um, I don't think was ever shot at in the whole tournament. So they were going to shoot two at me, and I got to pick one of them. My choice was Zoe Hope. I let her take her shot first, because if she hit me, the thing was over. Um, But she missed. She missed. I took my shot back at her, sent my challenge her way, and it landed. So she died. She was eliminated from the tournament. It came down to me and Wagner Nico, Nico William. And if if he missed his shot, then we would go to the next volley and just be in a duel. He would be unwounded. But if I won like five, <laughs> like five in a row against him or something, three in a row, I guess I could have done it, then he would die and I would win. Unfortunately, after beating Zoe Hope twice, uh, wagner Nico dealt the final blow, and I passed away on the battlefield. So their colony wins. wagner Nico is the last remaining player. I suppose he is the Colonial War hero. I um, haven't decided exactly how to... Like, it was originally a team game, team tournament. I haven't decided how to, you know, rank the players ultimately, like... Because it's it's war heroes, so it could still be the case that people that died did such, you know, died gloriously and had such great stories from the battle that they're heroes. Um, I don't know if it's just everyone on that team, you know, is higher than everyone on the other team. Maybe there's team wins and then the war heroes. I'm still working on that. We'll have results posted soon. Um, shout out to Cranky Day again just for, you know, being a loyal listener and... Uh, Checking in with me and helping me make the show better. Thanks to Matt the Cutter Newberg for, uh, you know, the same. Appreciate it. And uh, some exciting developments coming on the minicast. I won't spoil them just yet. We'll wait until they flesh out. Um, All right, that's it for now. See ya. Question of the Daytime. I've been playing this, uh, what are we calling it, anti-up format, vanilla plus gambits and cosmic gambits for a couple days now. And um, it's got me thinking about comparisons between vanilla and colony wars. And in particular, I want to talk today about green. Do you think green uh, is overall stronger in the base set as compared to expansions? Is it the case that um, the other factions have just gotten better as we went to colony wars? Um, or is it the truth that Blob got weaker as we went to Colony Wars? I'm um, just thinking of the overall balance of the game here. Is it easier to pull off an aggro green strategy in the base game or Colony Wars? So any thoughts you have there about Green's role in its expansion and you know, comparisons between Vanilla and Colony Wars, I would so appreciate it. Give a call or um, message me and we'll put it up on air. I'll tell you my thoughts later in the day. Peace. Okay, just checking in here because we are about to uh, play game five of the five-game series for the high school league playoff championship. It will be me versus my man Prongs, 4 3 two, one Known for his baseballing strategies, the format is uh, big deck minus events. Are we playing heroes, Rahul? Yeah. Okay. Heroes are in, including uh, United Heroes. And uh, stay tuned. We'll see how this plays out. One game to win it all. Yay! Just like that, it's over. I come out with a win. Heavy scrap deck. And uh, although you actually, Prongs, did get the chance to scrap your deck down pretty good and almost had the bases going. Almost had the discard deck going, but Chancellor Hartman too much. BattleBot too much. Hey everybody, I want to give you an update on the BGG League Iron Division, uh, no, Iron Tier Raft Division. Okay, the standings through 10 rounds of 12. Lost Dog and Madam are at the top of the standings with 7-2. and two. Disordia, Messiah, Paul Solomon, TA Games are all next at 6-3. Any of those players could take the top spot. Um, in their last two games, then further down we have Blue and Hike, uh, Blue Hiker at four and four, Ubiquitous One four and five, Thermosaz, Catfish, Malachi, Ksutu, twenty two, all down below that. Um, the results in the last two rounds have been very interesting. Uh, in order for me personally to probably make this thing, I need Lost Dog and Madam to lose games, and I need to win them. Um, well first thing that happened is Disordia De defeats Lost Dog. Um, that knocks them to 7-3. and three. And then Ubiquitous One beats Lost Dog as well. So they finish the season 7-4 and four and will, will likely not take the top spot, especially because not only did Disordia beat Lost Dog, Disordia beats Blue Hiker. And so they finish at 8-3. and three. This is the score to beat... Unless Madam can do something fancy. Let's see. I don't see any results yet for Madam, so we'll stay tuned on that. As for me, I got my win over KSU 22 in the second-to-last round, which puts me at 7-3. and three. I need to win my final game against Messire to tie. And then I believe it goes to our head-to-head. Unless there are more players. And then there's like a... I can't remember all the rules. There might be a playoff. A lot of it involves playoffs. So it's just a lot of excitement going on in this tier. And the beautiful thing is the next season starts April 2nd. So it just keeps going. It's just really a lovely thing. And if you're not in the BGG League, I recommend you get on the wait list and hop in. You'll start in this um, iron division. uh, Iron tier in one of these divisions. And I hope to see you there because the competition is fierce there's a lot of good players even if their levels look a little low they are playing good games all right that's it for now all right let's get back to the question of the day and let me try to explain here what it is i'm thinking the question was comparing its role in vanilla to its role in colony wars is blob relatively stronger in vanilla than colony wars and i think What's confusing is there's almost no question that if you compare the blob cards in vanilla to the blob cards in Colony Wars, Colony Wars cards are stronger. You go, okay, let's see here, Blob Fighter over here, Predator over there, Predator stronger. Okay, um, how about Blob Destroyer over here, Ravager over there? Maybe that's not a direct apples to apples comparison, but Ravager's cheaper. I'll take that one. Um, other other things like that, I think you quickly say, hey, Blob cards are just stronger over here fine that's not exactly what i'm saying what i'm saying is as we moved to colony wars all the cards got stronger yellow in particular got way stronger and so um there and red as well got way more powerful in attack the game got faster so my question is when we moved to colony wars did green lose its role a little bit as the you know, grab them and punch them in the face to win at fast faction. If you just play vanilla, is there more power in focusing on green? I guess it's my question. Okay, well, anyway, we got a lot of great write-ins here. Um, Morgan Tyser, a.k.a. Murado Mo, has some good thoughts here. He says, with easier access to trade row scrapping, I think it became more strategic and less blunt force powerful. And that's a good thing in his humble opinion. And you know what? <clears throat> that's a good point. If you think about Ravager, um, it's great in every deck. And in Colony Wars, you can pick and choose a little bit more. We have some more comments that will get to that. Jay JKMNO, J-K-M-O, J-K-M-N-O, um, friend of the show. He says, I think of all the factions, Blob remains the most consistent. Trade Fed seems weaker, taking on a more of a support role. Machine Cult is less important, and the Imperials got a lot more punchy, I suppose he means as we went from Vanilla to Colony Wars. Um, not sure if that answers the overall balance question, but okay. This is Malte I apologize if I'm getting that name wrong. I feel like the overall power level of Colony Wars is higher. We agree on this. But he goes on to say, I can't say for sure, but in my experience, Colony, war- colony Wars rewards multi-faction strategies more... While vanilla favors a more single, double factioned play style, so I don't think this trick comparison is valid. Um, and that is that is a good point. Kevin Bontrager actually says something that picks up right on this. He says it's less important to be in green in Colony Wars, so to speak. Swarmer is better than Blob Fighter unfactioned. Great point there from Kevin. Um, Cargo Pod lets you scrap it out. So it doesn't get in the way late in the game. Ravager doesn't even have a faction ability. Looking at the bombs, unfactioned Moonworm is better than Mothership, and uh, Kevin would definitely take Levi over Blob World. As would probably most sane players. Uh, that's a really good point, actually. When you think about Blob and Vanilla, it's sort of s- built to um, thrive on single faction, and so when you move to Colony Wars, they They changed that a little bit, which I think is part of the reason Colony Wars is actually a better base deck. Um, It will be interesting to see how this will match up with Frontiers, where they're going to go back a little bit to single faction abilities, rewarding uh, stacking a single faction because you're going to have loyalty, um, like ally abilities, basically double ally abilities. And I've played played those some, and I know that they are very powerful. Okay. Thank you, Kevin Bontrager, for that great insight. Um, let's see, 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 That's about it. I, my conclusion here is I think it's true that relative to the other cards in vanilla, if you want to try to hit them in the face win quick, green is your main option. Um, whereas when you go to Colony Wars, if you're trying to have an attack aggressive play style... There are way more options to you, especially as we've said many times when you think about the Scrappers. Convoy Bot being a massive improvement over Missile Bot. And um, even Battle Bot giving you little pops and, and fights here and there as you scrap your deck down. So, um, my position is that, yes, Blob is relatively stronger in the vanilla setting. Which means, as I prep for the next Star Elms pre. That's something I'm reflecting on because we're essentially playing vanilla with Gambits and Cosmic Gambits as sort of a fast start ability. Um, Just so we're clear, I am not yet winning these games at all, but we'll get there. Thanks to everybody who wrote in. Always appreciate your engagement and hope you'll download the Anchor app and call into the show sometimes. Definitely makes it a little easier for me to just post you and uh, listeners get to hear your voice doing what it does. Thanks again. See you next time. Wow! Just the other day, was it yesterday? We had Rob Doherty speaking with Twist Gaming at Gamma to talk about the Union, um, Union Legendary Commander deck. We heard about Bio Lord Walsh and his gambits and all of that trade deck. Well, um, now we have another interview with Rob. This time with Board Game Geek TV. He sat down with um, John Cox from John Gets Games, and we have more previews here. He gave us some excellent spoilers in the alignment pack, the alignment commander pack. I should say, first of all, we heard one additional detail about the universal storage box, which I forgot or omitted, which is that that box, in addition to being gigantic and awesome and coming with the um, dividers and coming with the foam inserts and everything and being awesome. Uh, Comes with an exclusive 15 card promo pack So that will be another reason you'll want to own that. I certainly will be excited for that. No spoilers just yet Okay, on to the alignment commander deck the legendary commander deck here is red-yellow Which is I think the faction pair I'm most excited to learn about Um, Our legendary commander here is the divine Admiral Lee le for you Um has 64 starting authority and a six-card hand. So just as we compared to Bio Lord Walsh, both players would have a six-card hand there, which is pretty interesting. We also heard um, that the commander decks will have four scouts and one viper, and then they will also have cards special to them. We'll get to those in a minute. Okay, Divine Admiral Lee will have two gambits, as they all do. First, uh, the one-time use scrappable ability called Lee's Foray in this case. This is a yellow, red, It provides yellow and red faction, and you can scrap one card from hand or discard, and if you do, you may draw a card. Okay, that's fine. Um, Personally, I'm probably gonna use that in the first deck 90% of the time, but wait till you hear these cards. The second gambit option we have is an ongoing gambit. Um, This one is called the Alignment Ingenuity. This is the the ingenuity of the alignment uh, here. You can imagine what it is perhaps. Okay, here's what it is. Any time in the game that you use a scrap ability on a ship or base, you may draw a card and then discard a card. So you're gonna have some some cycling going on here, pretty slick cycling. Um, and they didn't use the keyword here, but the draw then discard, uh, they were toying around with calling that strafing, but they didn't. But I think I might use that sometimes. We have Recycling, which is a discard, then draw. Strafing is a draw, then discard. But anyway. Um, cool. So that's going to be interesting. It's going to reward some use of things like Explorers. Uh, that'll be cool. Okay. Moving on to the starting deck for Admiral Lee. I suppose one thing I should add is that each of these commander decks will come with their own life counter cards, um, similar to ones you may have seen for Star Realms or Hero Realms with their own nice art. Those are cool. So we have in the, in the starting deck four scouts and a viper, and then we have um, a red card, a machine cult card starting in your deck called the Salvage Drone. This one provides one trade or scrap a card from hand or discard pile. So the alignment starts with essentially some deck thinning ability. In addition to Lee's 4A, which does that one time, Salvage Drone can do that every deck cycle. That's a big deal. Uh, and it provides red faction, which is also pretty awesome. We have the Imperial Talon, which is sort of an X-Wing-looking uh, ship. It is a yellow faction card. <clears throat> provides two combat, and it allies with yellow to provide another two combat. So that's a powerful starting card, especially if you get into yellow, or if you pop Lee's Foray to trigger that. We have the Imperial Viper, which is unaligned, uh, does one combat, as a Viper does, and it allies with yellow to recycle a card, discard, and then draw. Nice little Imperial Viper moving cards through. Um, wonder how these things will change the perennial Vipers versus Scouts scrapping discussion. We'll come to that another day. Then, and I guess that's it. I feel like we had more previews on the Union. But anyway, we got to look at something very exciting. As part of the Kickstarter... Um, stretch goals added to the commander deck was going to be uh, an 8 cost dual faction mega ship for each commander deck and we gotta look at the one for the alignment red, yellow this is an 8 cost mega ship known as mech battleship it has red, yellow faction here is its ability you're gonna like this scrap up to 2 cards from hand or discard then draw cards equal to the number you scrapped and then discard cards equal to the number you scrapped. So kind of arc-like scrapping here, but you have to discard again. Um, then ally uh, with either red or yellow to get six combat. Now, that is pretty, pretty awesome. Um, but there was some interesting things here that Rob said. He said they don't recommend that you just put all the mega ships into the... And I didn't really say this. You take that megaship, if you're playing with uh, Divine Admiral Lee, and you put it into the trade deck. And um, that might come up, and you might get it. Or you might not. Your opponent might get that megaship, even though it's for your faction pair. Um, I guess that's cool. It's just sort of like a promo, I think of it. But anyway, Rob said don't put them all into the trade deck. Because... um, the costs are so high that it sort of skews the cost curve a little too much. But if you're playing, I mean, I mean, that makes sense maybe if you're playing just inside of Frontiers or something. But if you're playing big deck, I mean, throw them in, right? I think we'll have to get some clarification. Uh, perhaps we'll get word from that at some point. Uh, exactly what they, what they imagine here. And I'm, I'm actually curious how many promos in general they recommend using. I heard some interesting things from, from I think, Debbie. Uh, Rob's wife, and I think she's the director of, man- uh, of marketing. Uh, we will we'll come to that all later. Anyway, that's an exciting mega ship, the Mech Battleship. Okay. Also, my thanks to Cranky Day, Adam Holbrook, for pointing me to some other card previews that came out that I missed. Maybe as part of the Kickstarter campaign, maybe elsewhere. And I should say these may have changed during the months of development and alterations. But in any case. There was apparently a release of, uh, like a spoiler, of a Stellar Allies card from the alignment. This is a red-yellow card called Needle Lancer. You might guess what it does. It will have some needling ability, some some copying. Anyway, it carries red-yellow faction, and I missed what its primary ability is. I cannot remember. It might do some damage, but it allies with red to... Um, copy an, any ally ability. So it, it sort of has the stealth technology only on an ally ability. which could be a card draw, it could be a base removal, it could be a scrap a card, it could be health, it could be damage, it could be base removal, I probably said that. Oh, that's pretty cool. Excited about that. And then finally, from the um, Blob, uh, Blob Federation, what is it? Blob Trade Fed. This would be called the Pact. We have the hybrid gunship does five attack allies with blue to gain five authority allies with green to destroy target base all very cool. Hope you're enjoying the spoilers. We are getting treated to them. It's been marvelous. As always, we cannot wait. Let me know what you think. Leave a message, call in, write in. Let's hear it. Catch you later.